0: But I would just want to title today's exhortation as stay ready. So get ready, but stay ready. Because before Nicos, yes, you need to get ready. But how many of us know that every day is a battle? After Nicos, there will still be challenges. After Nicos, there will still be mountains that you need to overcome. So you need to stay ready. Life is a warfare. It's not funfare. Every day, Jesus himself, and this I'm not a prophet of them, hallelujah. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulations. But his encouragement to us, he said, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome. Hallelujah. So every day may come with its own battles, small battles, big battles. You know, I'm reminded of this song, I think it was was by Elevation Church, that was talking about, you know, um, battles. The, he said, the, part of the song was like, I may not have the giants like Goliath, right? I may not be David I may have to, to fight big Goliaths, but I may have my own challenges. What could it be? Maybe addictions. Maybe things that you're struggling with, only you knows about, but whatever it is, whatever battle it may be, visible battle, invisible, small or big, you are victorious. Amen? You will prevail. Amen? You will prevail. Amen? It's like you don't believe me. He's like, you don't believe me. Jesus said, be of good cheer for I've overcome the world and greater is he that lives on the inside of you than what whatever challenge or what mountain is before you. You will prevail. You have prevailed. Hallelujah. Amen. So I wanted to just encourage us that we need to stay ready. Yes, we get ready. But we always stay ready. Hallelujah. So one of the things Pastor mentioned last week was that you prepare for tomorrow today in fact even if you don't consciously prepare you're actually preparing if you fail to prepare it means you are preparing to fail it means that you are living life by default it means that you are not intentional about the activities or where your mindset is going or where your steps are going but my encouragement to you today is that you need to get ready but you also need to stay ready Yesterday has gone. We're living it today, which was, you know, whatever we prepared for yesterday, we're experiencing it today. But you can detect how your tomorrow will be by how you take actions today. How you prepare today. How you, how you consciously change your mind, renew your mind, and be in alignment with what God wants for you tomorrow. Hallelujah. You know, I think it was John Maxwell that was saying, I think in his book, Today Counts, or he says this all the time. He says, If I spend a day with you, I can tell you how your tomorrow will be. And someone may think that, oh, he's been too arrogant by saying that. If nothing changes, if I see your daily habits, if I see the things you do day by day, I don't need to be a prophet to tell you how tomorrow will be. But if you look at your life and say, Hey, I've been defeated. I failed. I know a change needs to happen. Then you need to change your today. You need to change. You need to get ready. You need to stay ready, so that you will be able to take hold of the opportunities when they come, when they come your way. Hallelujah. Let's read the scripture in First Samuel chapter ten, verse seven. It speaks about getting ready or being ready to be able to perform as occasion demands. This was. A scenario where the prophet Samuel was anointing Saul. And he anointed him and he said this to him. He says, let it be. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do. For God is with you. The NKJV actually says, let it be when the signs come upon you that you do as occasion demands. For God is with you. That you do as occasion demands. You don't prepare, or you don't, you don't start preparing when the opportunity shows up. You prepare before the opportunity shows up. When the opportunity shows up, it's too late to start preparing. How many of us are familiar with the story of the ten, the ten virgins? Five were wise, five were foolish. They knew the bridegroom was coming, just like We know Nicos is coming, just like we know every day happens. Just like we know we have battles every day. Just like we know this is our season, this is our new season of exceeding expectations. We know these things are coming, but do we have enough oil? Do we have enough oil? We know it's coming. We know tomorrow is coming. Like Pastor was mentioning in the service, yes, in the sermon last week, he said. He said. We always know that Monday is coming, but sometimes we're surprised and, or you feel tired. It's coming. It's coming. Someone said that it's either you're coming out of a challenge or you are in a challenge, or you are going to face a challenge. And that's what Jesus also said. You will have challenges coming at you, but are you prepared for it? Are you ready for it? And I know it may seem like, oh, why are you bothering with me or burdening me with the expectation of trouble or whatever. But it's not anything to be scared of. God said, be of good cheer. In fact, when when you encounter problems or challenges, it's another opportunity for God to be glorified. It's another opportunity for you to surrender to God and say, Lord, have your way again. In fact, there is no testimony without a test. No glory without a story, right? There is no victory without a war. We're always faced with things. So we need to stay ready so that we overcome. Hallelujah. So when we talk about prevailing, it generally means that, you know, we overcome, we excel, we are victorious, we are successful, but against all odds. So some things may be coming against you. Maybe external forces, maybe your village people, (laughs) whatever it is, the enemy. But sometimes it could even be yourself. You're doubting what God has said. You are in fear. You're living in fear and unbelief. But in this season, you're prevailing over those things that have defeated you. Amen. There'll be temptations to give in. When you're talking about prevail, there'll be temptations to give in to the opposing force. You know, you want to settle for less. Whatever has not happened in your life that you've been trusting God for, it hasn't happened yet. You don't see any sign for it. And pastor is saying, get ready. The the prophecy of other houses, you know, we're going to exceed expectations. And it's almost like, again and yet again, You're setting your expectations high And the enemy is whispering to you It's going to be the same old deal They're going to be disappointed again Month after month, year after year Season after season They always say it's your season But it never is your season Don't give in to the temptation of the enemy Hold on to that word Remember he gave us a a, a story Or he recounted the story of the woman with the issue of blood She was with that issue for many years But she decided She said I will touch the hem of his garment She said to herself I don't know what the situation may have been saying Maybe it has said this is an incurable disease Because she had spent money with the doctors The doctors may have told her, I'm sorry ma'am there's, I can't do anything anymore It doesn't matter what the, how her body was feeling You know, there are voices Physical, you know, the way your body is telling you The way situation, the way the country is The news, all of that Those are voices But will you choose to hold on to the voice of the Lord Are you going to, you no know, hold on to his report I said I'm going to believe you despite how I'm feeling despite what someone else is saying I'm holding on to your word the bible said that the woman said to herself if I touch the helm of his garment I will be made whole and she pressed through you know looking at commentaries they said she must have been weak first of all she was weak she was a woman she was unclean but she didn't look at all those excuses. She could have, if, if she stayed at home, if she stayed in a corner, Wouldn't we have said we understood, yeah, right? We would have said, yes, I understand. Yes, I, I mean, who will not feel tired? I give you that, but she didn't give herself an excuse. She said, I'm pressing through. This is my season. I will prevail. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Doesn't matter what happened years. Yeah, I feel weak. But I've made up my mind. I have decided. That I will touch the hem of his garment. And I know when I do. I will be made whole. Now, pastor has been saying get ready, get ready, get ready. But have you decided to get ready? Have you decided that I am ready? And I will stay ready. I will stay ready. You know, sometimes when someone sends an invitation, you know, RSVPs, you either say yes, maybe, or no. When you have decided, what do you do? You respond, you say yes. And I tell you, when you say yes, the other person receives, okay, she's ready, I'm planning for her. I'm planning for her or I'm planning for him when you say maybe they're like oh maybe not even you yourself you're like okay I'm not sure but when you have decided that you're going to be there you click yes you make room for it in your calendar you set reminders I'm not going to miss it in fact some people they, they may, maybe they double booked but because they know this person that sent the invitation they're like whatever it is I will be there whatever it is, I will be there. And when we're talking about Nico's life, anything, you are showing up for your destiny, showing up for anything God has in store for you. I, I hope that you're not just saying I will be there. I hope you're not just saying yes. I hope you're making a commitment that I will show up physically, mentally, with my whole heart. I am there. In fact, I feel like some of the testimonies that, you know, we share today, kind of, you know, God is wonderful in the way he just orchestrates things and it just corroborates some of the things that I'll be sharing with us today. Some of the things I've already started sharing today. My brother was saying that he was in church, but he was not here, right? But when you say I am coming, yes, with spirit, soul, and body, I am here. Yes, I'm serving. Yes, I want pastor to be happy. Of course, pastor is happy when he sees that you're here, but I'm going to be here. My heart is going to be connected, my heart is going to be connected. You know, other people were around Jesus. But the woman said, If I would touch. She had a decision in her heart. Everybody was there touching. Just like people come to church where well, I read a scripture. People come to church where Jesus is preaching, where the word of God is being shared. There will be Pharisees, there will be doubters, there will be spectators. But some people come purposefully. I will touch the Lord. And I believe that that should even be a daily practice. Even when you study your word. Not just to mark your devotional. I've, I've found myself in those places sometimes when I feel like, Okay, this is a to-do list for me. I've read my Bible. I've prayed today. Check. Done. But not with intention that I'm touching the Lord today. What is the Lord God saying to me today? How am I refreshed in my spirit today? Let that be your Consciousness every day that I'm touching the Lord today, I'm not just living life by default, I am purposeful in my appointment with Him. Hallelujah! So, every change or every response it comes first with a decision. You have to decide that this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to decide. I'm coming to Nikos. I'm coming. Yes, I have work. I may not have been able to take the day off. Or I believe that you receive favor in Jesus' name if you have to take time off work. You'll be here. Okay, maybe I couldn't. Maybe somehow, but I'll come late. I'll be there. I'll connect online. I'll be there. God sees your heart. He knows that you want to be here and you are here. Right? So make, make a decision. I'm going to read a scripture to us, which is um, familiar to a lot of us, but I'll take some points out of that and um, we'll round up a little um, in, a, in a bit. Matthew chapter 22 from verse 1. Matthew chapter 22 from, from verse 1. We'll read from verse 1. This is the story of the banquet. Um, and Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said... next verse. (laughs) The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited. See, I have prepared my dinner my oxen my fatted cattle they have been killed and all things are ready so God is already ready and says come to the wedding verse 5 but they made light of it it's another night course. it's another church gathering it's another day and what about next year I can go for that I make light of it and they went their own way one to his own farm another to his business verse 6 and the rest ceased his servants treated them spitefully and killed them verse 7 but when the king heard about it he was furious and he sent out his armies destroyed those murderers and burnt up their city we're going to verse 14 then he said to his servants the wedding is ready but those who are invited were not worthy and he said go out to the highways and find as many as you can find invite them to the wedding so those servants went out to the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both good and bad. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. 11. But when the king came and saw the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. He had no excuses. And then he said, bind him, pretty much sent him out of the place. So, th- th- if you see in that story, there was a grand invitation. There was an invitation to a grand event. God was ready. The, 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 the host of the, of the wedding was ready. He said, all things are ready. All I'm saying is get ready. Come along. Some people had different business in other accounts of this story. say, said, I just married a wife. I, had a, I have something to do. And just like the woman could have stayed in her corner. We would have given her you know a pass mark and said it's fine, you know you have something to do you have you have things to handle that 's fine okay i 'll give you an excuse but can you see that the master here was not pleased because he had prepared for them? all he needed was them to decide and say i'm coming and then they were taking their step to come into the banquet he had prepared for them and can you see that God no matter what multitude remember that scripture said that the place was filled yet he still noticed that one person that was not ready he still noticed that person and looking at this scripture I was like ah, Jesus but at least he came some people did not come they said they were busy and you were angry but this person that came that even came he, at least he showed up but he didn't have the right attire he didn't have the right heart. Ha- he was not he came but he was not ready Don't let that be you, right? So I've said, and we're inviting you to, and I want us to put this in perspective, not only for nycos for your life generally, for anything that God is calling you to. If you're coming, come with your full chest, come ready, come willing that you're going to do what He has asked you to do. Not half heartedly, not just because they've told me to, not just because, just because. Come purposefully. So I, was, I felt for this man Because at least other people did not show up But this man showed up At least But what God requires from us is everything What he requires from us is full attention What he requires from us is focus Pastor mentioned last week also About the man who was at the, at the door He was expected to receive something Right? But what did the disciples do? He says look at us Focus, focus, focus Give me your full attention And it was only then When he gave, when he gave them the full attention, that's when he received even much more than what he was expecting. God needs your full attention. Your full attention for your purpose, for life, for Nikos. He needs full attention, not half measures, full measures. Everything, 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 everything. He needs everything. It's for him to pour out his everything to you. Hallelujah. So thing I have here is have expectations. Have expectations. Let your hope be alive. Doesn't matter what happened years past yesterday, just an hour ago. Have a, a fresh expectation as you're coming to the presence of God. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 28 talks about the expectations of the righteous. Proverbs 10 verse 28. The hope Of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. That's not your portion. You are not the wicked. You are the righteous. Hallelujah. So, have expectations. When you have expectations, that they will be exceeded. Hallelujah. The second thing I have here is prepare. Take the steps. You know, some people live their lives on. Ah, I will. I will. I. Are you going to come? Oh, yeah. I will. I will. I will. And you don't see them there. Or we ask them, Oh, are you going to show up? And they'll be "Ah, by the grace of God. When people say by the grace of God, like that, I, I know they, they are trying to be like the scripture that says in James, that you can't say, <laughs> don't say you will be there, say by the grace of God, because the God. But some people they are that I will be there is maybe, it's the same thing as maybe by the grace of God, maybe. But if you say yes, I will be there, then I will be there. but God will make it you will be there in the name of Jesus nothing evil will happen to you no plague will come near your dwelling you will not be sick you will not experience any disappointment the Lord God, the appointment that he has for you 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 will meet that appointment in good health and prosperity in Jesus name so prepare, take the steps clear your calendar also prepare your heart the conference is starting Thursday right? Maybe the Lord God would like you to pray before that time. Maybe he wants you to fast. Yes, I know we've done 50 days fasting. It's like, ah, this thing was not going to end. <laughs> I don't know. He might ask you to fast social media. You, you, you have your agenda with the Lord. If you meet with him and ask him, Lord, what would you have me do this season? He'll speak to you. He'll tell you what to do right so prepare take the steps take the steps when you say you're going somewhere what do you do you wake up you take a shower hopefully <laughs> you brush your teeth hopefully you put on the right attire Come <laughs> and you show up right so take the steps, don't say I, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do that you, you don't you know you take the steps and you show up you'll be there amen next thing I have is, you know, prepare your heart with a decision to obey. Anytime you come to conferences or the presence of God or even your devotion or your life, the Lord God may point some things to you that you need to change. He may tell you stop this. He may tell you start this. He may say continue. Whatever. I mean, everyone is at that different race. They're running, right? (laughs) But if you have a heart to say, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. The thing is that God does not tell you to do what he knows you cannot do. If he says, be holy, if he says, live for me, you can do it. You can do it. You just need to say, Lord, I am going to do it. Decide you're going to do it and ask him for help to do it. And I know I've been in that place before. I feel like, oh, I hope, Lord, you don't ask me to do what I don't want to do because it is a hard thing. You know when Jesus was telling that rich young ruler and he said, Go and sell all your belongings and come to me. The rich young ruler went away sad because he didn't do what God he, he because he had scripture said he had a lot of possessions. He didn't feel it was possible. His confidence was in the things that he had. But he was not willing to do what the Lord asked him to do. When you come with conferences, make sacrifices, you've prayed up, and you're going to enjoy the word of God, the Lord will ask you to do some things. It may not be convenient. It may tell you to listen to that word again. It may tell you, you know, let go of some things. He may ask you to give. He may ask you to fast. Whatever it is, it will not be easy on your flesh. But in obeying him that's where you prevail it's in obeying him that's when you will experience the victory and sometimes it may be in the unlikely instructions, it may be in the unlikely uh, places that's why you need to stay ready, stay ready, stay ready be prepared because you know your. the bible says in Habakkuk 2 says I will stand on my watch and I will see what he will say to me. Because as you're praying, you are receiving signals from him. He'll give you instructions. Remember, you're partnering with him. He'll tell you what to do. Like Pastor mentioned last week, he has the key. He could have forced the door open, but he knocks. It's like, can we go? Are you ready? Are you going to walk with me? And if you say no, he's not going to force you. But you have to have the heart the Lord whatever command you're going to give me this season, whatever things you're going to be opening my eyes to, help me, Lord. I want to. I want to. I've decided that I will follow you. I've decided that I will do what you want me to. I'm not going to take offense. Because really, when God gives you instructions, sometimes you may feel offended. You may feel like, God, why are you coming at me? (laughs) It's like, don't come through the... don't come to the, through the corners. It's not one real will say. Don't come through the corner. Talk to me directly. Now, what is the Lord telling you? You know, you feel like, ah, God, it's like you're on my case. You can't leave me. But it's because he loves you and has more in store for you. So he will tell you what to do. But you have to, you know, first decide in your heart. Remember, decision is what is needed. You have to decide. I will obey. I will obey. May seem stupid, but I will obey. I was going to come only on Sunday, but I will obey. I'll come Thursday or Friday as well or Saturday. If <laughs> I ask you to pray, extend it. I will pray, Lord. I will make I God, if you give me the grace, I will do it. I'll do it. If you if you are telling me to do it, I will do it. he surrendered heart. I as I was thinking about this, I remember the story of um you know Nayman. He was an, an honourable man. That scripture, I'll just give us a reference and maybe we can read it because we're almost out of time here. In Second Kings chapter 5, from 11 to 4. This man was a respected man, but he, was, he had leprosy. He had leprosy. He had something. Don't we all have butts in our lives? That somebody will say the cloth or the, the apparel that we wear covers a lot of things or the makeup that we put on covers a lot of things so he had something he was going through but god knew and he god put people around him there was that slave girl that said oh how i wish my master can go to the prophet and she'll receive the hinan. even when the prophet gave the instruction that he should go and bathe in 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 the river he was saying the man didn't even come out he had expectations So yes, you have expectations like we mentioned earlier But don't let that expectation now be a God Or a restriction to how God will move Because sometimes he walks in ways that they are unexpected He walks in ways that it's not what you know about But he just needs you to trust him He says, go go and bathe in that river And he was first of all giving an excuse But thank God for people around him Hallelujah Can you see how All the testimonies are tying in. My brother said he had people around him. Good good company. They said, just listen. If they ask you to do a difficult thing, will you not have done it? But they're asking you to go and bathe in this river. Don't give excuses. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. And when he obeyed, bathed in that river, seven times he was cleansed. Sometimes what you are looking for is not far-fetched what God wants is your obedience and it's going to be different for everybody of course the universal word of God we need to pay attention to but there might be things in your life that God is dealing if you don't do it you're not moving to the next level God is not going to change you know the word he has given you just so that you'll be happy and smile God is interested in your joy and your happiness but not for you to remain the same person Your blessing is looking for you, but looking for an upgraded version of you, an improved version of you, a more consecrated version of you. So when you ascend to that place, then you tell God you are ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for that To make that sacrifice. I'm ready. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. So decide that you're going to obey. The word that you'll be receiving during this conference you're going to obey it and then I'm going to also add here stay on course stay on course if you read the parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8 you know most times with conferences and you know the feast of the word of God there's that excitement we receive the word of God Reverend George will crack us up you know there's the you know the ambience the worship team the ministers there's that hype you know, we're excited. But that scripture was talking about the, in, in, in Luke chapter 8, talking about the parable of the sower. When life happens, after you leave Nikos, <laughs> the enemy is out there waiting for you. I said, did you really believe what they said? You shouted, you jumped. Where is the proof? They told you that this is your season. That you prevail. How come the testimony has not come? that's when you stay focused that's why it's not only about getting ready it's about staying ready I say I know my God will come through for me I know he's faithful faithful to his word faithful to his promises this night season there, of course there will be immediate miracles I'm believing God for that but sometimes there's that process you need to go through and when you stay the course if you don't give up you'll get to your prize hallelujah The scripture I have here is Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. He despised all that was going on. He pressed on. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She pressed on. She pressed on. Be focused. Lesser focus. Your face like a flint. Not being distracted. Yes, I will rejoice with my brother. Yes, I will rejoice with my sister. Yes, my change is coming. Yes, I will prevail. I have not seen it yet, but in my spirit, I have seen it. You know, Pastor mentioned last week that the woman was rehearsing her blessing. She was rehearsing her blessing. It had not come. She said, if I touch him, I know I will be healed. Some people have said, if the Lord does this for me, I will come out and sing and testify. If the Lord does this for me, I will pay my vows. Rehearse it. Rehearse it. Remember that woman, Hannah. What did she say? She said, Lord, if you give me a child, you have a prophet. Hallelujah. You, if you give, I'm sure the Lord was with, the, the Lord was in need of a, a prophet at that time because Eli was already messing up. What did she say? She said, Lord, if you give me a child, you have a prophet. She had ascended. She was now a consecrated person. She was now an obedient person. She had said, I have decided I will obey him. I have decided this child is not, it's not my agenda anymore. And the Lord God came through. He came through, He came through. she was focused. She says, "This is what I'm going to do." Now what is it that you're trusting God for? Is it for His glory? Is it just to satisfy your passions? Is it just earthly? Is it eternal, in perspective? So, stay on course looking unto Jesus. I love that scripture a lot because it tells us to look to Jesus, not only because He's the author and the finisher, but look to Him as an example. Look to Him as the one who does all things and can do all things, the one who opens a door that no one can shut. But look to Him as an example. How did Jesus get that crown? How did He get the name that is above every other name? He was obedient. He was God of everything. But he chose to lay down his own comfort and agenda for the agenda of the Lord. For the agenda of mankind. Because he loved you. He had a mission. He had a purpose. And it was not easy for him. But he pressed on. It was not easy for him. His closest friends disappointed him. The people he thought would be there for him disappointed him. He was in the garden of Gethsemane on his own. He even told the Lord. He said, If this cup, if this cup can pass over me, let it pass over me. But he, he later said, Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours. He was obedient to the cross. It was not easy but we look to him the author and the finisher we look to him he started something and he finished it on your journey of faith there will be temptation to give in to the oppression or to the disappointment or the the resistance of the enemy but are you going to finish have you decided that you will finish have you decided that you will prevail Have you decided that nobody would take that promise away from you? That you will carry your own baby, that you'll be promoted, that you'll be lifted, that you'll be a success, that you will be an example of someone who said, this person believed God and her testimony is an encouragement to me. I I am not settling for less. I'm holding on to what God has said. Doesn't matter how long it takes. I'll be right here waiting. I will continue. I'll be focused. I'll be focused. So stay on course. That's how you stay ready. You stay on course. And the fifth thing I have here is what I'll be rounding up with. Invite your company, invite your company, have the right company around you. Have the right company around you. Sometimes we are, we are human and we're weak sometimes, but having the right people around you coming to church, finding friends here say no you can't give up now your friend is going to tell you you can't give up now we've started on this journey we started on this journey remember you said no to this person this person because they were not christians now this person has come because your biological clock is ticking you feel like you want to settle for less no why not do no he's not a believer have you forgot saying that we had the standard we had what we're trusting God for. Does this look like what you are trusting God for? Your friend will remind you. That's why you should invite your friends to NYCOS or any other program or your life generally. Have the people with the right perspectives around you so that when you feel like you want to give up or giving in, they're going to, they're going to say, oh, no, 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 we can't allow you. When you feel like I can't make it anymore, your friends will pray with you. They'll encourage you. They'll say you can make it. We can do it. Let's keep ourselves accountable. So, who are you surrounding yourself with? Let's read this scripture. In Luke chapter 5, 18 to 19. Um, okay, maybe we won't read it. I'll just give a, a, a story about this. So, Jesus was preaching. Of course, we know Jesus is the same as his word. So, when we're, we're um, having Nikos or any feast, Jesus is there. The word of God is there. At the beginning of that scripture in Luke 15, they said there are Pharisees, there are people who come to the discussion of the word of God. Some people looking to spectate. Some people they're just like, Okay, this is let me just see what was happening. Some people expecting to be healed. But they said, This man and his four friends, there was no way to pass the door they created a space on the roof because they knew that that place was a place for their miracle for their friend and they brought him to the presence of God and he received his healing that day so do you have friends do you have friends that are going to put you in the right direction they are going to encourage you in the way of the Lord in seeking him do you have friends and are you also a good friend because I think a lot of times we want people to be around us, to be faithful, but if we check the other way around, <laughs> it's like we are not, or sometimes I've, I've, someone will say, I've been looking for friends, so I've been looking for those four friends. <laughs> I've not found them. this if you have their address, tell me. They are not faithful, but the question is, are you also faithful as a friend? So we have an invitation here. When things are happening around your life, when the Lord the God is moving you in a specific direction you want to make sure that your environment your church your people closest to you they're also moving in that direction they're also moving in that direction so that you know you'll encourage yourself unto godliness the other scripture that came to my mind when I was thinking of this was in second Kings seven Second Kings 7, there were lepers. There was something, there was famine in the land. And there were some lepers needing a change in their lives. Incidentally, there were four as well. And they were outside the gates. And they were just there. They were stagnant. But they spoke to themselves. It's like, my brother, are we going to be here forever? What are we going to do? And they said, let's go, let's go. Even if whatever will happen, will happen maybe if it was just him, if it was just one person, they would have felt discouraged that I can't even, even if anybody comes against me, I won't be able to defeat them. But because we are four together moving, if someone comes from the north or south, at least we will be able to fight them to an extent. And even if they kill us, they at least be tried. So they spot themselves and behold, what they were afraid of was even afraid of them. By the time they got there, the Lord had caused a miracle to happen. sometimes, the miracle will not happen until you start moving it may not happen until you start moving by the time they got to where they were going the Lord caused a sound to be heard by those people and they said hey our enemies are coming let's leave so they left their property they left their houses they left everything so the lepers that encouraged themselves that maybe they were even not, not sure what they were going to expect by the time they got to where they were going they met that there was you know, a harvest ready for them. Possessions ready for them. They, had, they now had to go and call other people, come, oh, you know, it won't be nice if we only eat this thing, you know, let's call other people. So what, what you're afraid of is even afraid of you. You just need to find the right company, get the instruction of the Lord, move ahead. And I pray in the name of Jesus, if truly you don't have the right company, you don't have the right friends that will encourage you in this season, I pray that the Lord God will order your steps in the name of Jesus. You will find the right company. You will move together and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Lastly, I just want to say, I always say pastors, I always say lastly, behold, I have joined them. Lastly, lastly, that does not end. Hallelujah. There are many blessings from the presence of God. There's healing in his presence. In that scripture that I read, the Bible was saying that Jesus was teaching the word of God and that the power of God was present to heal. I don't know what it is that you're expecting or whatever sore or whatever sickness that you are nursing. There's healing in his presence. It might not be physical. It might be emotional. A lot of times, I've come to the service needing emotional healing. about something that happened, the news I heard. Or how I'm just feeling, you know. There's healing in his presence. Luke chapter 5 verse 17, in case you want to read it up. There's deliverance in his presence. Obadiah 1 17 upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and the people of God will possess their possession. As I'm enumerating these things, I'm, I'm setting, getting you to set expectations. I'm, I'm letting you realize that the Lord has prepared a feast for you. He's giving you a blank check and he wants you to just come and cash it. He wants you to say, I've decided, I've decided, I'm ready, I'm coming. In his presence, there are answers, there are confirmations. Remember when my sister was giving a testimony here? She said she got a word during the service and it was a confirmation that God, you know, was going to do something in her life. Maybe the Lord is already speaking to you about certain things and you need that extra assurance. You will receive it in the presence of God. Hallelujah. You receive answers, you receive direction. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verse 2, it says, As they were praying and fasting and ministering unto the Lord, the Lord God said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them to. So there's direct instruction in the presence of God. So if you have a question, the things that you're trusting God for, know that as you come to because as you seek God this season, he's going to answer you. He's going to confirm his word in the name of Jesus. There's empowerment in his presence. Isaiah 40, 31. They that wait upon the Lord. Is it 41, 30? Sometimes mix it. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So maybe you have been holding on and you feel like, oh God, when is the end going to come? When am I going to hold my miracle? When am I going to testify? When you come to the presence of God, there is that extra grace, extra strength, empowerment to continue on the journey. Hallelujah. There are breakthroughs for long-standing situations. Mountains melt like wax in the presence of God. Psalm 97 verse 5 psalm 97 verse 5 it says the fire goes before him burns up all their enemies that the mountains melt like wax mountains can represent maybe long-standing issues things that seem bigger than you in the presence of god they melt like wax hallelujah there's divine exchange there's refreshing there's joy there are pleasures forevermore the bible says in isaiah 16 verse 11 that will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy not half measures fullness of joy completion of your miracles and pleasures forevermore lasting pleasures lasting pleasures pleasures forevermore so I don't know what your expectation is for this coming week for the rest of your life for the rest of this year I hope these are we able to help you set expectations and hold God you know, on his word and say, Lord, you have said this is the blessings of your presence. I'm not going to leave this place the same way. I'm not going to, there's going to be a before, Nycos and after. There's going to, in fact, each and every day of my life, there's going to be transformation because I'm committing myself to you, to your word, to your workings in my life, to your voice. And I'm becoming better and bigger every day. Hallelujah. Is that your resolve? Are you ready? Are you going to get ready? Are you going to stay ready? Are you going to prevail? That is my question to you. You will prevail. You the the the, the, the battle is not over until you win. It may seem like you are down now, but that's not the end of the story. (laughs) That's not the end of the story. It's not over until you win. It's not over until you prevail. Whatever may seem to have defeated you so far by the grace of God, by the strength of the almighty God, you are going to prevail over that in the name of Jesus. You don't know, you may not know how, but I just want you to believe, believe, decide within you that I will prevail. I will prevail. Let's bow our heads this afternoon and just thank God for his word that has come to you today. And say, Lord, Lord, have Spoken your word to me today. I, I believe it, just like the woman has the woman said that if I touch you, I will be made whole. I know this is my season where I will be made whole. I believe it, I receive it. All the blessings of your presence, I receive it today and even during Nikos and even after Nikos. I am going to be ready, I'm going to stay ready. I've decided that I will prevail. I have decided. I have decided. I'm not turning back. I have decided that I'm going to walk with you. I've decided I'm going to take you at your word just like Peter did when you said come. I'm going to come. I'm not going to sit on the boat. I'm going to come. And I'm going to come with my whole heart. I'm going to obey what you're going to ask me to do. I received grace this morning, oh God. Grace to hold on. Grace to continue. Yes, I may have failed before, but I'm giving myself another opportunity. I know that you're not going to give up on me. I hope you're talking to the Lord. Tell him exactly what's on your heart. How this message has has touched you or, or what he's telling you in this season. Communicate with him. Communicate with your father. Make your decisions before Him, Lord. I have decided I will follow you, I have decided that you're enough for me, I have decided that I'll walk with you. I have decided, Lord, despite how I feel, despite the disappointments, God.